0: So today we're still in Romans chapter 6. We've kind of been in this greatest hitch, just kind of walking through Romans. It's a masterful piece of theology. It's a, an exciting uh, book about our salvation and what it means to be saved. And so we're going to continue in Paul's argument about, well, if we're, if we're saved by grace, then does it matter if we sin? And he's going to continue to talk about that today a little bit. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves to the one you obey, whether you're slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You've been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I'm using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves to slaves as impurity and ever-increasing wickedness, so now you offer yourselves so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were freed from control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. The benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So for this passage, there's one thing we just got to get out there right off the bat, and that is this word slaves. So when you hear this word in this passage, do not think like the slave trade where people were taken against their will um, on boats and and shipped over to the United States and other areas. Don't think of that kind of slavery. Think more of, of a person Um, who you would make yourself an indentured servant to. So the idea is there were only a few wealthy people in this society. Uh, Kind of like our society right now, the rich keep getting richer, but even more so. So most people were peasants, and so many people, just to survive, they would make themselves indentured servants to someone who would then provide for them, care for them, give them food, uh, put a roof over their heads. And the idea was that in exchange for their service, they would receive all these things. Um, So it would almost be like a good employer now, especially if you became an an, an indentured servant to someone who was good, right? And, And this is basically Paul's whole argument here is, here's what you did. You used to make yourself this indentured servant to sin. And guess what? It led you to death. It was a horrible master. Sin kept putting you in bondage, and it kept destroying your relationships. It kept enslaving you um, in in ways that led to death. And, And he says, instead, make yourself a servant to God and to righteousness, to right living, to holiness, to living in the ways of God, because those things will lead you to life. So God is like the good master, the good head of the householder. They, they would call them householders who own the land and would employ all these servants who would come and have, if, if they had a good master, they would have a great life. Uh, kind of like if you have a good employer now. So think more like employer, because at some points we kind of are servants to our employers, unless we're the boss, right? Unless we own our own company or something. And, and so it's kind of this idea, is if you if you're living for a horrible master then you're going to get death. And and Paul says, that's what sin is, a horrible master. It starts out good, sure. It looks fun all the time. All sin is alluring. Otherwise, why would anybody do it, right? It would just look terrible. We'd all be like, ah. But, but sin is alluring, but then it always just leads us into bondage, into death. It destroys relationships. It always pushes us to isolation from other people, and it always puts us in this place Uh, of, of dysfunction, this place where there's not harmony, where there's not peace. And so Paul is saying, that's the master you were serving. So this argument about, okay, well, if God is gracious and God just forgives, then I can just do whatever I want. I can just keep sinning. He's like, no, why would you go back to that master? Why would you keep living in this misery of dysfunction, of disharmony, of disunity, uh, of death, is what he ultimately says. Pain, broken relationships. When, if you will submit to your new master, God, who has graciously forgiven you and has made you right with him, what you will see is peace and holiness and all the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like you will see all these good things that you really want. This good master who will give you life. And so he wraps it up with the famous passage from Romans six twenty three: For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I would say to you on this day, I suppose you could, after you've been received the grace of God, you could just go back to sin. But Paul's like, that's just ludicrous. Why would we do that? Because it's just leading to our death. It'd be like, it'd be like going to this great employer, right? Who had all these benefits, lots of time off, who, who, who the workplace was invigorating and they thought about people's family lives and And then all of a sudden, going back to to this place where you had to work, you know, like 16 hours a day with no breaks and and no health (laughs) care. And why would you do that, is what Paul's saying. It's ridiculous. So today, I just want to challenge you, after this day where we have celebrated Easter, I just want to challenge you today that God's grace that we experience It is good. It is freeing. It it removes our guilt and shame. Once we turn towards God, why would we go back to all that stuff? So if you haven't experienced the grace of God today, scripture is really clear. We've been reading it at Romans. It's free to all. We've all sinned and fallen short. And so God justifies all of us freely. Where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Grace is available to you today. If you have experienced God's grace today, don't go back into the mud. (laughs) Like, don't go back into the mess. Just live for this new master who is a good master, who says, I've come that you might have life and life to the full.